Hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to last week's episode. If you want this week's episode, you can visit the Patreon page, where patrons have day one access to new content that's created for the show. It even includes fun things like your very own sticker for the show. Visit patreon.com slash LLL podcast. That's three L's podcast. My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I have with me live and in person, uh, Emily Manassa. <laughs> Uh, Emily uh, is a former student of Monmouth College, uh, a former student employee of mine, uh, and so uh, Emily, welcome to the show. Hello, Jake. Thanks so much for having me, and it's good to be back in Monmouth. Uh, super excited to see some people I graduated with, and of course, talk talk with you. Yeah, I uh, I was excited because um, I put out the call for who should be on my show next, and you were like me. It's like okay, <laughs> accurate. Gotta, yes, gotta make it happen. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, I know you uh, pretty well already, but why don't you tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name is Emily Manassa. I'm originally from a suburb of Chicago. I graduated from Monmouth College in 2018, so this past year. I attend graduate school at the University of West Florida. I'm studying student affairs. That's good. Um, I uh, was involved in college. I was in Greek life. I'm a Pi Phi. I was involved in residence life. I worked at the Wackerly for Jake and Jenny. I I really enjoyed my time at Monmouth College, and I've enjoyed my time in graduate school. It was interesting to move. Um, that's oh, and I like really love my dog. That's like the number one person in my life. You just had to leave your dog recently. Yes, so. oh, I was very very sad. I'm going out. I have an internship this summer, so I'll be gone for eight weeks so and away from Rusty. So that's that's kind of tragic, but we'll get through. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to take it back a little bit uh, so that the listeners can continue to get to know you a little bit. So you mentioned uh, you're from the Burbs. Mm-hmm. So talk about kind of growing up, family dynamics, all of that fun stuff. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I grew up in a town called Plainfield, which is by Naperville. So Naperville, um, fairly a p- privileged town. So that's how I grew up. I grew up with two younger brothers and both my parents. Um, I, when I was going through high school, I was in advanced placement courses. That's pretty, that's pretty smart. I was like, yeah, this is good. Like, this is fine. I really wanted to go to University of Illinois because that's where all my friends were going. And I thought it was a super, seemed like a super cool school. My parents were like, you should look, go for, go to a private school. And I was like, why? I don't know about that. Um, and then, so growing up, my parents were like super involved in my education and made that a priority. And I also made it a priority. Uh, I was involved in choir in high school, so that was cool. Not not in college, but in in high school, um, and that's in high school. That's when I formed my like love for Spanish, and that was important to me in college as well. Um, I wish I could still talk Spanish a lot in grad school, but the population just doesn't serve that. Um, but yes, yeah, so then I went on a, co- a couple col- college visits, uh, actually a lot, like nine. I applied to 11 schools or something wild. My parents were like, you got to apply to all the schools. So 
Uh, and then I came to my visit to Monmouth was in the winter of my senior year. It was snowing outside. It was probably like a good 19 degrees out too, so that was a fun tour. But I actually had Katie McStay as my tour guide, and she ended up being the president of the sorority I joined. Uh, maybe that's a connection, but uh, anyways, I just thought she was super funny and personable and and probably one of the reasons why I chose Monmouth. Um, and then I was I committed to Monmouth my before Christmas of that year because I remember I got a bunch of Monmouth swag gear for Christmas. Um, and then I was like, dope, this is cool. I moved in early for summer research. And then, yeah, that I continued on my journey in Monmouth. Yeah. The rest, as they say, is history. Uh, so uh, you mentioned kind of how you found Monmouth and when you committed, why you committed, things like that. What were some of the uh, moments for you that uh, made a difference in your own, like throughout your college career? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like the one that made the most difference, and I talk about this a lot with people, uh, is definitely studying abroad. So. I feel like if anyone is privileged enough to study abroad and has the opportunity, even if it's for the, at Monmouth, we have a two-week program over the winter. Um, I think it's really important to experience other cultures and do something different and be, be elsewhere. And so my junior year, I studied abroad in Granada, Spain. And while I was there, I went to a lot of countries, but most importantly, I, I went to Morocco and Africa. And so that was really, really different than obviously Plainfield or Monmouth, Illinois. So uh, that was a great experience for me, not only my autonomy, but also in the way I see how to lead, I think. And also like, I don't know, coming to my own values, I, I think. So that sitting abroad was like the goat of my experiences. But also uh, another things that I felt like were important in my Monmouth college development was... Uh, Definitely my sorority. Uh, joining Pi Phi was awesome. I got to serve on the executive board twice. That was really cool. I got to have littles. That was fun being a mentor. I got to do other fun things like social events with other fraternities and sororities and my friends. That, so that was fun. Um, but other than that, I think what really helped me develop as a leader at Monmouth was the opportunity to go to such a small school and be able to dabble in so many things at so many so so many things all the time, which you know was detrimental sometimes. But um, <laughs> other than that, I think it was an awesome experience, and yeah, I I love Monmouth. Both yeah. stats. This is actually uh, <laughs> while while some people might think it's just a regular podcast, it's actually a commercial for Monmouth College. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that your study abroad experience kind of shaped. Uh, what you believe to be your values now. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would you, how would you describe kind of the before, uh, like priorities, values, and then after that experience? Yeah. Okay. So before I liked, I like to consider myself a pretty like, for lack of a better word, like woke person. Like I like to think that I thought critically about things and that I was inclusive and not that I wasn't, but I just did not understand the immense privilege being an American citizen has, like even saying American, like, like you, people automatically assume that you're talking about the United States when really there's Central America and South America as well. So that's something I learned there. And that that's just like the stepping stone. And uh, honestly, going to Morocco, it was interesting because um, 
I, w- I studied abroad at a time where the United States was very much so on the news everywhere about just political happenings, um, which was fine. But also, like, they had a lot of questions, right? And they they know a bunch about United States history that I guarantee you, you could ask someone on the street here that's a citizen, and they had no idea. So that was really... Um, really humbling for me because we we can just go anywhere and just, I don't know, have a great experience because you're from the United States. Um, so that was, that was interesting to me. And also like having a, having like a United States passport, I got to like zoom past like everyone else because I had a United States passport, but if they had like a Moroccan or like they were from even Europe where, where we think is like super cool too, they, they couldn't go as fast as us. So I think that was very humbling for me and kind of, I don't know, molded my perspective on on people I I interact with. I don't know, and just being kind to everyone. Not that I wasn't kind before, but like really, really being more critical in my my thinking. Yeah, a little bit more intentional too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, you uh, graduated from Monmouth. Yes. uh, And you uh, were moving on to graduate school. So uh, what kind of influenced your decision to go to grad school in the first place? And how did you pick the school that you're at now? Yes. Okay. So I graduated with a psychology degree and a Spanish minor. Well, one credit away from the major, but it's fine. And so um, I knew that I had to go to grad school because you with a psych degree, you probably should go to grad school. So I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I thought for the longest time I was going to do something else. Um, but I spoke a little bit about, uh, my parents influencing my education. This was kind of a seed that my parents had planted that they thought I'd be good at. Not that I wouldn't have been good at, but you know, I wanted to make my own autonomous decision. Um, so I made actually Jake really helped me out with this. I made a list of all the things I was passionate about, like silly things. Like I really like buttered noodles or, uh, fine point pens are just amazing. And so, but other things that I care about is, uh, being a leader and advocating for other people's needs and, um, women's rights and other things like that. Other areas that I'm passionate about that are maybe more important than butter noodles. Um, and I brought it to Jake's office. Oh, and I also put that I like warm weather. So this kind of influenced my, uh, mm-hmm. and I brought it to Jake's office. So this was like March. So I would recommend maybe doing things a little bit sooner, but it's fine. And then, so I brought it to his office and he was like, hey, Emily, have you ever thought about higher education? I'm like, no, not particularly. I have a little backstory. My mom has worked at a university for a while. So I was like, not trying to be like my mom. So, but then I was like, actually, that would be pretty dope. Uh, So I applied to one, one school because I was like, you know, I had applied for a different program. I had applied for IELTS psychology programs and then I withdrew my application. So then I only was focusing on higher, higher ed. And then I got into University of West Florida, which is where I attend now. And yeah, so I pretty much picked that school because I, I wanted a cohort based model, which essentially you like go through the program with the same type of people so you could build, build relationships with them. I wanted uh, practitioners teaching the classes, so people that actually were doing the work teaching the classes. And it's pretty dope because it's in Pensacola, Florida, which is 30 minutes from the Gulf Coast. You know, the beach, so that's nice because, you know, warmer weather all year round, <laughs> not snowing in April. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so I went there and it was a really cool experience. Yeah. 
So from from the Burbs to the middle of nowhere, Monmouth to going to Florida, what was? How would you describe that uh, that transition? Because it sounds like it seems like it would be really difficult. Yeah, uh, it was difficult. I remember one of the mo- times that I felt like it was most difficult. You know, I get I got there and I started my assistantship right away. So my assistantship is I'm in charge of student leadership and governance. So that's pretty cool. But anyways, so you know, I'm working. I'm having. I'm a pretty outgoing person. So I made f- some friends pretty quickly, but they were not like my mom with friends. And I was like, this is gonna be um, interesting. And I remember coming back home for homecoming, which was just the absolute best time. And crying to my dad, but I did not want to go back to Florida because I did not have any friends that I really liked there, which, you know, not that true anymore. But um, I I just, it was difficult for me because I, I, the connections I made here are just super important to me. And it was, I just did not like being away from home. Um, also the cultural differences, like even even, you know, when you're at a restaurant, things are just much slower. Like, I need my check right now. I got things to do. But that that was different. And, um, yeah, the transition, I think a lot of people talk about the transition to, co- to high school from college being difficult. But for me and uh, some other people, Mary-Kate Lezzo, who was on the show earlier, we've talked about it. And for me and her, like, um, is definitely the transition after college, especially if you were super involved in college and like you had a lot of good friends and you were close with professors and staff. Like it's, it's just very very difficult to leave your friends. And so, but what I found out is it doesn't matter like how how long you are away from your friends. It always is pretty awesome when you get to see them again, and their the friendships will always be there regardless of where you're at in your life. So you mentioned that uh, just kind of the vibe of the community is different. Mm-hmm. So if you had to uh, describe the community, maybe not just the campus uh, at the school you're at, but uh, just the immediate area, how would you describe that community and how it's different from what you were used to? Yeah, I would describe the community as military. Um, there is a Navy base. There is an Air Force base. Um, so young, young military guys is is pretty much a good percentage of people are retired military um, are there as well. Um, older folks, you know, they go to retire in Florida. So higher, high, just the age group. You're either young in the military or old and, and just chilling, just living your best life on the beach. Um, so that's how I, how, how I would describe the community. Um, and then in comparison to where I grew up, my the community is very, very young. There's there are a lot of schools it's more family oriented whereas here it's more uh whereas in florida it's more either young professionals or so old that their kids don't live with them anymore Mm -hmm. and so um yeah that was a big difference just in like how things operate i don't know just because it's a military town like things are just more popping on the first and the 15th of the month because they all get paid that day so they're like hey they're just going out and and whatnot so that's it's it's different but yeah. Um, I think different experiences are good for, for the membrane here. <laughs> uh, so uh, you survived your first year of graduate school. Uh, so if you had to describe what you learned about yourself, what would you say? Uh, number one, I'm still a procrastinator. <laughs> in college, I'd procrastinate my work. And in grad school, I still do the same thing. But, you know, it works on the end. Um, but 
what I've learned about myself, uh, most importantly, is is the way I think uh, about leadership. There's actually a model that I learned from my director. It's called 360 leadership, and um, it's not this is not a new topic to anyone. Um, but it's essentially how I was always leading, but I I just never had had a name for it. But essentially, it's when you lead up, down, and across. So a lot of people think about leadership as only leading down. So like if you're in charge of someone, then like you can lead them, but like you can actually lead people that are on the same level as you, and also someone that's supervising you as well. So that's what. I try to do um, in my job and also in, in my cohort. Uh, what else I've learned about myself is it's really important to like advocate for your own needs. In college, I literally would do like everything for everyone else before I'd, I would do it for myself. So like if my friend needed the paper proof read, like I didn't even have my own paper done, I do his or hers first. So that was something, and now I'm like, no, I have to do this for myself. And also, I learned to like love spending time by myself, which is something in college I just don't think I was secure enough to do. Um, I'd always have to be around people, maybe because I was outgoing, or maybe because I just didn't want to be alone. But I spent a lot of time alone now, and actually, my favorite thing on Friday nights to do is uh, be alone. Like literally, <laughs> not not. Nay, hey, you want to go out? No, I actually want to watch Netflix by myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I learned how to really advocate for my own needs, but also advocate for others to, regardless of if I'm in charge of them or not. I also don't like that word anyway, but yes. Yeah, I think that that really uh, clicked with me because I think uh, I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, I just did not understand uh, how to... Uh, be alone with, mm-hmm. uh, with my own thoughts and uh, to do things. Uh, but since finding that, it's like the best. Yeah, it's it's very peaceful to be like, I'm going to spend time by myself. I'm going to take myself on a date and I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you mentioned uh, before we started the show that you were like passed out in bed and like at 10 o'clock <laughs> yeah. last night instead yeah. of going out. Uh, I went home. Uh, my wife and I had Chinese food. She passed out on the couch and I was alone uh then because she was yeah, asleep on yeah. the couch from like seven to uh oh hell i don't know like 11 or yeah. something and i was just sitting there with my dog like living the best life i love that yeah so that i just love being alone now i don't know and i'm just like i learned a, a lot to like be if you're gonna be with people make sure those people bring the bring the best out of you like i don't have time to like be giving energy to people that I don't like. I, I don't know. That's a wild concept for some, for me in college, I would just do whatever, like hang out with whoever, but like really hanging out and spending time with people that like match my goals. And this is something I've learned from my, my like students too. like, make sure you're what you're doing today and tomorrow match your long-term like outcomes. Yeah. Cause that's what you, yeah. When I was, when I was, uh, when I was in high school, uh, my buddy and I had this, um, the mantra that we would use is uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, same con- concept, uh, only investing in the people who matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, matter to you or to yeah. uh, what you need and things like that. So uh, what have you, um, in the same scope of grad school, what have you learned? How does what you learned about yourself and in your classes and things like that impacted uh, your decision working in higher ed in the future? What I've learned is that I really 
am a process-oriented person. Um, I really thrive in areas where I'm allowed to be creative, but it's like the same thing over and over again. So my internship this summer is going to be an orientation. And so that's a, a process where it's the same thing over and over again. You have you have uh, concrete goals. You need students to get oriented with programs and resources on campus, make new friends, and that but there are activities along with it. So I think that's perfect for me because it's creativity, but also the same thing over and over again. If it's too vague, I really have difficulties going at it because I'm like, I don't really know what's expected of me. So um, yeah, I'm a process-oriented thinker for sure. And also something that I've learned inside my class, inside the classroom and my job and my personal life is like being more intentional. So like we we talked about this a little bit, but like, making sure when I volunteer to do something, whether that be at work or just anything else, like, does this align with what I want to do? Or like, is this going to help me in a, like a, a meaningful way? Um, and not just volunteering for everything, just to be at everything, like make sure your make sure your presence is like actually important for the success of a program. Um, so, and also um, something that I've learned, which is not, anything new but is I bring a lot of like positive energy to any team that I'm on so that's super important for me to take into my professional career because if I can make it a happier work environment for people people are more likely to be productive and successful employees and so uh, I just try to be as happy as I can be and lastly what I've learned that my students really need is transparency um, and I, uh, so ways that I do that uh, are I post my office hours on my door and so they know when I'm going to be there and when I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And some of my colleagues feel like that's a little like too invasive on like my privacy, but I don't really care. Like I want them to know like what I'm doing and like when, when they're allowed to speak with me, like if they ever need like to drop in for things. And also I make sure that, so each time I advise a new student, I'm like, pick one activity or event that you have a month that you want me to be at. It's important for me, for my students to feel like I care about their lives outside of whatever job they're doing for me. Um, And I want to make sure that whatever they're doing aligns with their long-term outcomes as well. And so just being a transparent and authentic leader is important for me. Mm -hmm. And you kind of touched on your uh, leadership philosophy, and I'm sure that this is uh, kind of in line with that. Um, but where, where did that come from? Yeah. Okay. So going back, like all the way back, like I'm thinking like elementary school, like where did, I always was the type of student where I would make sure that everyone felt included. Like I would never invite, I would always invite everyone to my birthday party and I'd always talk to everyone and no matter where my teacher moved me, I still would talk. So, <laughs> so it went back to just making making people feel like they they are they are valued, and that's something that I I take I took with me to high school and to college. Um, and then especially um, in leadership roles, I think I think Jake was like super influential in my leadership journey because stop (laughs) because like I said it's important for me to lead authentically and I think Jake does a really good job at like being transparent with his students like I like because 
when Jake was first my boss, he just had graduated from college, so he wasn't that much older than me. And, like, he knew, like, he made that, he was like, all right, listen, like, I just graduated here. Like, I was just a student last year. So, like, if you ever are having, like, student issues, like, I I, I know what I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've experienced that recently. Yeah, I, yeah. so I think um, Jake has done, like, a really good job of being transparent and authentic and also accessible. Um I think that's, like, the things I try to mimic in my leadership philosophy as well. Um, yeah, so, like, being, I think, yeah, and also serving on my executive board and my sorority, I made sure, like, there were obviously cliques in, in my sorority, and, like, most most organizations have that, but I made sure to talk to everyone. And I really made it a point last year as a senior to include, like, the freshmen in on stuff, which not every senior does. Um, And actually, at my senior ceremony, um, someone in my organization wrote a note that it really meant a lot to her that I included her because she didn't have a lot of, a lot of, uh, it was like her first day on campus and she didn't know anyone. And so that meant a lot to her. So that's just stuff I try to do. And, like, I had a Valentine's Day party in grad school and I invited my whole cohort even if I wasn't like super tight with everyone like I just wanted them to feel like valued mm-hmm. yeah that's great so the only other question I have uh, goes back to the show's title Life Leadership and Lives mm-hmm. if you had to sum up uh, the things you know about uh, you leadership uh, and form kind of your signature piece of advice for folks, regardless of who they are, where they're at in life, uh, what would it be and why? Yeah, I actually stole this from my friend. So shout out to Elizabeth Fouché in my grad program. But she said, uh, pick a lane and run fast. So um, so that means like this apply, this apply, I obviously am not running, ever, <laughs> nor am Me I either. running fast by any means. But um, it, it kind of, it works for not only if you're an athlete or in, or, or if you don't care about higher ed or whatever you're doing, like whatever you're passionate about, do it well and, and do it as best as you can. Um, this, so along with that, it's kind of like being intentional in what you did. Like I already talked about this, but like when I'm picking things to do, like only pick three things that I really care about and work towards those three things. There are obviously more things I do care about, but I just can't can't make it on the on the goal sheet right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by picking a lane and running fast, it's um, I really care about like my I don't know about the work I do. So I spend a lot of time thinking about the work I do. But on the weekends, I think about the work I do. Sometimes I go in on Saturdays, and maybe my work life balance isn't great right now, but I like what I do, so I am running fast metaphorically because not not, not literally yeah yeah Yeah. well awesome well uh emily i that's that's all i've got for you cool well thank you for letting me uh be on the show here no thank you uh for deciding to be on the show uh and listeners thank you for listening to today's show remember that you can follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts coaching business by subscribing to my website at www.jakespeaks.org or you can follow me on social media twitter and instagram at mc leadership guy until next time take care